0: Welcome to BFC Shores. Our guest is Duncan Sporting, who will be enlightening us regarding football and life in Costa Rica. Duncan, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing today?
1: Really good, thanks Will. Uh, it's a nice day down here in Costa Rica.
0: Whereabouts in Costa Rica are you?
1: I'm based in uh, San Jose in the capital, Costa Rica.
0: How long have you been out there?
1: I've been out here a long time, actually. Uh, my uh, daughter was born here; she's um, thirteen years old, and um, so yeah, a long time—fourteen years, I think, in total. Wow,
0: well, that's not bad at all. So, tell us about the <laughs> coaching that you've been doing. Alan. who have you worked for? What kind of roles have you had?
1: Yeah, I've I've done a few roles actually um, in coaching. I've worked. Uh, it, for United World Colleges in Costa Rica um, and there was a team of like 25 different nationalities so that was something really nice I've worked a little bit with um, a, a coach uh, Rolando Fonseca um, out here and um, with um, an Atletico Madrid uh, franchise as well and done a bit of one-to-one coaching during the pandemic um, so it was sort of been involved in coaching um, out here and now I'm working at the British school in Costa Rica so I think that's the perfect um, role for me.
0: Yeah, got quite a, a wide spread there so you've definitely seen a lot of different angles in, in Costa Rican football so it's great they were able to talk to you and and learn more about the country. So initially, yeah, definitely. what appealed to you first about going to Costa Rica?
1: What appealed to me was um, well my ex-wife was um, from Costa Rica and we was living in London and she wanted to come back because she was uh, pregnant with, uh, with her child. So that's the reason why I come out to um, Costa Rica. Um, and it's a nice place to be as well.
0: What kind of things do you think would make someone want to move to Costa Rica?
1: I think it's um, a friendly place. It's a safe place. Um, yeah, people say here, Pura Vida, which is pure life. Um, So I think that is a kind of a good uh, mantra, if you like. Um, Something really positive.
0: Can you tell us a bit about what the football infrastructure looks like in Costa Rica?
1: Yeah, sure. It's improving, Will. Um, When I first um, saw it, it was quite incredible. Like the, uh, the national team many years ago, they used to train in La Sabana, where the national stadium is. But now they have a project goal. Um, which is a really nice facility and all the um, national teams are trained there um, and that's a really nice facility. Um, La Liga Deportiva Alawense, they have a new um, training facility um, which is really good and, and uh, my team have uh, trained there as well. So um, so things are improving and then Supriza are getting a new um, training facility so Things are moving forward, and um, hopefully that's going to help the new youth players coming through the systems. So there'll be more good players coming out of Costa Rica.
0: So how does it look uh, from grassroots perspective and getting kids into into professional football? Are there academies? Is there a lot of private franchises or uh, partnerships? Yeah, this, this partners?
1: um, it's it's called Linfafa. It's the um, it's a league for. Um, football fans, basically. That would be the way to describe it. And that's uh, from uh, tier three, which is division three downwards. Um, So there's, and there's all the, all the categories, you know, the uh, the kids want to start some, there's so much passion for football in Costa Rica. um, It's probably most of the, nearly most of the population they like to play football it's, it's the game that they play here in every every village there is a football pitch in front of the church so what happens is um there is more organized football you know um there's academies there's some private academies like i said um the um Atletico madrid um but they're not here anymore but there's supresa they they uh, do something and um la liga deportiva el and um club sport oradiano they have life academy so the kids um, join in that
0: how has coaching in Costa Rica benefited you as a coach
1: I would say the main thing is uh, the communication uh, skills you know having to communicate in a different uh, different language uh, when I worked um, in in um, in the environment um, so because it's getting a message across right And um, and that is that is a skill in itself as a coach. We have to be very careful, and we have to, you know, and and get them not tell the players too much, but give them like three good points, and that's going to help them. So, but now I'm at the British School, and I can speak in English, and the kids benefit um, from that. So it's a lot easier for me. But working in the um, other environments, yeah, it was quite a challenge. Just for people
0: that might not be aware. In lots of countries around the world, there are British, American, French or even Australian schools which teach the, the local kids the curriculum from another country. And we found quite a lot of those kind of schools in, or in, in Mexico City. So is it a similar kind of arrangement? So mainly these are, are private schools that would be teaching a British curriculum?
1: That's right, yeah um, well I'm at the British School, of Costa Rica they um, teach the uh, international um, GCSE. so yeah so it's in um, there's various like international private schools where the majority of the language is um, in English, which is really good. And my daughter's at school and um, and she she speaks she has English, um, Spanish, German and Portuguese. so she has a like a mix so yeah, it's a big thing to Fair speak different languages
0: oh it's absolutely huge uh something yeah. that we definitely don't do enough of in in england uh, yeah we're...
1: yeah exactly um i think i learned my spanish uh by being here i was in italy uh for three years so i learned a bit of italian and then i learned my spanish here and it's always been tough but i wish i would have learned better when i was at school french and the german and mm. taken that more seriously actually if that would have helped me uh, later on in life oh 100 percent and it would have given a much better foundation to
0: build upon before going abroad to a place yeah. where English is not the first language so something that we said a lot, we recommend the to coaches try and get some of the basics nailed on so that if ever you do end up somewhere you're not starting from scratch
1: Yeah, that's right yeah, it's, it, and, and what's nice is with the football uh, like I said, the communication skills if we can um, communicate in a way, get the message across I've had to like adjust Um, say my coaching style you have to you have to be uh, quite diplomatic but I think that's in general anyway you know that um, the old school type of coaching uh, doesn't exist even now in the Premier League so I think uh, we're always improving always evolving.
0: Speaking away from football now how has being in Costa Rica for so long benefited you as a person?
1: I think it's um, made me more relaxed as a person. Uh, people are a lot more relaxed here, and in, um, like I said, the uh, the pure life, the pura vida. Um, that actually, that actually helps, and um, in I think having appreciating what you have in life is really important, and not so much the material things. Just to to be able to help, I think that's my mission to to coach the kids. So. And, uh, and be with my children as well. So I think that's been nice and I've improved a lot on that.
0: What do you think are some of the best things about living and working over there?
1: The best things? Um, I think the weather, really, every day um, it's very sunny in the morning. Um, I've had to put the blind across because um, it's, it's, it's um, really sunny. So that's nice to, to start off the day like that. And... Um, yeah, I think it's a more relaxed um, way of life in general.
0: What have been some of the challenges
1: about living in Costa Rica? Oh, there's a lot of challenges. Obviously, um, with the language, it's a different world. When I first came here, I, I, um, I struggled with it. I couldn't. It's it completely different from what I'm used to in England um, because I'm from near Brighton. Uh, so... was it was a big challenge and and then the language and trying to understand the people trying to communicate with the people um in england we're very direct with our communication we're we're nice but we're kind of direct and here really sort of i've become a better listener listening to people taking on what they're saying and communicating better but it takes time so
0: apart from the communication skills what may have taken some adjusting to uh, about life in this new country.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think um, things are very very slow. The um, I know things are improving. It's like um, to get my residency here and and you know do, doing doing processes. Um, it, people seem to they say um, para mañana uh, for for tomorrow. So people have a different sort of attitude in England. We want to get things done a bit more quicker. So I've had to adapt to how the people are here really Mm. (laughs) (laughs) which is not easy
0: (laughs) No, i I very much know that feeling when you ask someone something and you know just by the look on their face it's going to take a few days or a few weeks and it's not because of any reason other than i actually can't be asked and to have to factor that into to work and the planning is quite difficult
1: yeah, no, definitely. Um, there's there's all those challenges, but I think I'm in the best environment now in the um in the British school. I can I can speak in English and um and, uh, and plan everything, and I think I'm in a good environment. But working, say, in a Tico environment, some of it they respect me because I'm a British coach, and and uh, but there's kind of they expect more from me probably um than what the locals. But that's good. I've taken my licenses here. I've got my uh, B license now. I'm going to do the A next year because the the tutors are actually um, with the with the with the team for the World Cup. So it's going to be next year. I'll do my A license. So I could coach in the Costa Rican Premier League, maybe in the future. I don't know.
0: Oh, fingers crossed. We see you on there in the Concacaf Champions League one day, knocking out an MLS team in
1: the quarterfinal. <laughs> that would be really nice, and and you'd be welcome to come along and watch. Oh, <laughs> love to far better weather than than over here initially then before
0: going uh, what were maybe some misconceptions that that you may have had or that other people asking you questions may have had about costa rica
1: yeah i um i thought costa rica was an island i had to get educated when i met my ex-wife i had to get educated i'd heard of paula one shop um and didn't really know much about it i think i remember um costa rica played in the world cup in italia 90 um i didn't really know much about it um to be honest i, I thought it was an island but it's in, it's in um it's in central america so those were prob that's kind of silly but those were kind of some of the things uh, that i didn't really know to start off with and and didn't really know what what the people were like um in and to come here was an experience. Oh, good. Uh, tell us about the standard. Sorry. <laughs>
0: tell us about the standard of living over there, please.
1: Yeah, the standard of living, um, the cost of living is is quite is quite high, to be honest. But I think it is every everywhere now, you know, uh, because we're in an economic uh, crisis. But there are some sort of good things, you, you know. You can you can uh, live well, you know, live in a humble way you know and um what's your expenses and um it's not it's not so bad but would you say it's uh, safe healthy fun yes i would say it's safe definitely yeah no i've never um had any problems it's a peaceful place um costa rica doesn't have an army i don't know if you know so that's that's good um yeah it's it's a good um it's a good place. I, I would uh, recommend it. Yeah, I've, I've been here so long, so it must be OK. What kind
0: of things do you do for fun?
1: For fun? I, well, I've got, um, I've got a son and a daughter, so um, I love spending time with them at the weekends. Um, and obviously on the football uh, side of things, um, I'm a scout as well. I do uh, video scouting. I watch a lot of games. Um, it's for a team in um, in the Luxembourg League, um, US Mondov, And um, that has really helped me to be involved in football all the time. And um, I've done all of um, the S4 scouting uh, with Jed Sears and all his um, courses. And that's really helped me get into the scouting environment. And what's nice is that you can do that um, on your laptop, basically, um, do the video analysis. And I've been involved in that this year and I've really enjoyed that.
0: So tell us more about that and how it works you're able to do remote scouting for clubs in other countries while living and working in in costa rica
1: that's right yeah i'm able to do that yes yeah, it's, it's um it's really good um there are there are some systems uh instat where you can see a lot of the a lot of the data and you can watch the games and there's some you have to subscribe to that um but you you can watch you can watch games with the ball in play, so you don't have to watch the the whole game. And I've been given the techniques uh, by Jed Cieson, um on how to how to do that. And I worked with the Malawi uh, national team during Afcon as well on that. So um, that has been something that's been really exciting. And it's incredible how much the scouting helps um, with your coaching as well. You know, you're looking at the players and. Um, and you can see um, what the qualities, what the attributes of the players. And it's just nice to be involved in football. It's, it's great. It's my passion. So to do, to do the both things is, is great. And I, I think what I do for fun is my job, really.
0: Before we press the record button, you were telling me about a possible one-year visa to go and work in Costa Rica. What
1: was that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's um, a digital uh, nomad. So people can um, can work remotely. There's a lot of big international companies, Amazon, places like that. People can can work remotely, and uh, the Costa Rican government offer a one-year um, digital nomad uh, visa for that. So maybe uh, people could come out and um, and enjoy the pura vida, the pure life, um, the sun, and and um, you know going to the beach and and whatnot. But do some do some coaching as well, maybe. That would be a good thing to do, you know, not to sort of go straight into the coaching, but work because we've got to pay our bills, obviously. But the cost of living is not so bad, you know, and, uh, and then take things from there.
0: That would be a really good option. Uh, one thing that we say continuously in all the coaches who come on echo the same kind of idea is that you're far more likely to succeed in a country in terms of finding jobs. If you're already there, so this kind of visa is really helpful. If anyone wants to go yeah. um, to Costa Rica, there's your way in. And we always talk about adding strings to your bow. So, yeah, you know, the teaching English as a foreign language kind of qualifications get that, yeah. get a job somewhere. And then while you're on the ground, it's easier to find jobs because you know people there, you're able to make the connections.
1: Definitely, that's that's what it was like for me uh, starting to work at the United World Colleges. Um, my best friend here, uh, he's he's British. Um, he was he was working there as a director, and um, and that helped me a lot, to be honest, um, to get my first experience in football coaching.
0: Our last couple of
1: questions, on. Yeah.
0: Has it been hard to integrate into Costa Rican society?
1: Yes, I would say it has. Yeah, being a being a foreigner um yeah the, the, um it's it's kind of it's, it's a it's a process i think um yeah it has like most of my friends are british uh, friends out here to be honest um so but i get on well and i enjoy it now anyway so it's all good
0: and then finally what advice would you give to someone who is considering working in costa rica
1: I would say that you have to be uh, quite open minded, you know, because it's a different environment from the UK, you know, like I've um, described to you and uh, you have to be patient. I'd say that's the, that's the key thing. Things take um, a lot more time here. So um, have to be a little bit patient, you know, like to try and get that digital nomad. It will take a bit of time um, and things happen like slower. It seems it's a slower pace here because people try and enjoy the life. That's not
0: a bad thing at all, is it, when you think yeah,
1: about it? it's all right.
0: Yeah, well, thank you very much for coming on. This has been excellent.
1: No, you're welcome, uh, William. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, talking to you and, uh, and any help that I can uh, help with other coaches. Um, I'm here and, uh, and they can contact me. No problem.
0: Thank you for listening. As we're slowly covering more of the globe, we'd love to get more coaches on to talk about where they've been coaching. Reach out to us if you'd like to be featured.